Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Gary with Hoops and Cards. Our third episode just finished and uploaded minutes before the All-Star game. I'm not kidding you. But man, what a weekend. I got my first after waiting in line three times. I finally got in on Top Shot, got my first pack. That's fun. That is fun, I gotta admit. It's not gonna replace the actual basketball cards. I'm just fascinated to see where they take this. But guys, today... As we uh, begin All-Star Weekend, maybe you're not even going to listen to this till uh, yeah, you, you need to watch the game. But, uh, but we had a privilege, really, of, through a series of uh, phone messages, doing an interview with Jamil, who some of you know from the Slab Stocks Network, the Mealy Stocks Show, and also the Mealy Pops Shop, Gainesville, Florida. Got to represent. I loved getting the chance to hear some of his perspectives as a guy who's been doing this. Uh, grinding as a dealer, as a content creator, as a leader, really, in in uh, the the explosion over the last year. So, Jamil, so glad we could have you on the show. Guys, I'm excited. Well, the first half of the episode is going to be about his story and some of the insight he's got on the market and on the opportunities and, and really on what it's like to enter into the basketball card hobby as uh, just right here in March of 2021. So I'm excited. Then that second half is going to be about looking past the all-star break. Who are some of his picks? Guys to watch for, opportunities, teams, uh, realities, releases, and and some new things that he's got in the works. So excited to just get at it. Let's go. Episode three. collectors, investors. We're looking specifically at basketball cards. So I'd love this, the chance to pick your brain. How'd you get involved with cards and also with, with podcasting, man? Because that's that's been a blast. So Gary, man, thank you guys for having me. Big fan of Hoops and Cards. So yeah, bro, just uh, got involved in cards as a kid. You know, it just became a passion of mine as I you know grew older. Started with baseball cards in the 90s in St. Louis, Missouri, and then uh, moved to Florida. And I latched on to something called the 92, 93 Shaquille O'Neal, 93, 94 Anthony Hardaway um, phenomenon, which was awesome because you had Shaq and Little Penny and you just had just so many cool things going on with that. The Shaq rookie craze really made, made, made a huge buzz. You know, I was a young boy then, but I started to collect Penny because Shaq was kind of out of my league and really resonated with Penny. He was a little smaller, um, shot more threes, but he did everything really. But that was really, you know, what got me started was just kind of unique, the uniqueness of following Orlando Magic you know, loving Penny Hardaway, loving the Shaq, loving what they were doing, playing well, um, seeing Penny just kind of dominate the way he did from the point guard, you know, position, and then just kind of the love of, you know, basketball. So cards, you started getting into Jordan, 96, Kobe comes around, and just that that's really what fueled my passion. You know, cards were unique. You know, as a young boy, you know, you get into your you know early teenage years and into high school, still there was that, that love of collecting and tangibility in the 90s and the 2000s, which... Maybe we've lost a little bit of that, of that today with uh, so much things being digital, but you know, having the shop and, and seeing people pull things, being at card shows, I mean, all of those things play into really what, what I think is, is, is the essence of the collecting element, which is you, know, you get to have these, put them in boxes, look at them, display them, grade them, you know, trade them, uh, which is so cool. So that's kind of what, what got me going in cards, you know, early 90s basketball. You know, then podcasting, you know, just, 
yeah, I think when I first started, it was, you know, you thought you had to be very proper in how you did it and all this stuff, but, you know, we're just doing the best we can, you know, from the social platforms to, um, you know, actually having now this, this go check out uh, the, the card shop show, which we're going to be launching um, on Monday. I don't know when this will air and all that, but um, on Monday, uh, you know, March 8th, where we're trying to create more of a vlog, docu-vlog kind of style, talking about the card shop, the, the hobby, the ins and outs of it, you know, um, and then making a show out of it, which is fun. It's got to be tricky because we have so much content, right? And there's so much for people to learn, so much for people to take away. But this first episode is going to be super cool. It has, you know, Steve Spurrier in it, has uh, Slapstocks in it, myself, has some, you know, we talk about breaks and grading and all these little things all in about 18 minutes. So um, just the, the idea of trying to capture things and show people, you know, what it's like that may not have it or may not have that community is what I love about doing it. I love it. Love the idea and the, the card shop show. And you're right, man. Community, relationships, connecting with other guys, other friends who uh, collect or invest. That's part of what got me back into this whole thing about uh, five years ago was uh, just an awesome card shop in town and just how fun it was to hang out and watch guys rip wax and, and just talk about sports and, and see what, what all the new releases were. So I'm excited for your show. That is really cool. I'd be curious, um, wh- what do you see as some of the, the the challenges to people trying to get into the hobby after such a crazy year we've just had? I mean, we've had COVID, we've had NBA start and stop and quarantines, we've had uh, seasons cut short, we've got rookies who barely played a college season last year, we've got all these new platforms, Starstock and Top Shot and, and ComC and the grading issues. I would be curious, like if you're getting in now, like what advice would you give to, to, to people jumping in the, the middle of, of this basketball card market? All right, man. So this is a loaded question. I'm going to try and answer it the best I can because there's really so many different ways you can dovetail it. But first thing, you know, when I think about the current market, you know, it's very, very volatile. And you guys have seen that, you know, all of you have seen that out there who have been buyers of people like Tatum and, you know, Trey Young, um, Zion Jaw, uh, just Kobe White. I mean, just people that have been, you know, somewhat hot. And then Heroes, another good example. And then just very quickly, this stuff drops, you know, incredibly fast. Um, so I think the one thing I would say to people is, you know, you have to have goals. <coughs> excuse me. You have to have goals on the short term and the long term when it comes to how you buy cards. So when you're buying cards for the short term, if you're looking just to make a flip or trade out of it or something like that, just know that you can be burned very quick and that, that that comes with it. You know, don't always worry about that. You can celebrate your wins, but also learn from your losses. And then if you're really a long-term guy or gal, um, which shout out to all ladies out there getting into the hobby, meet me and a lot of different, you know, um, people who are not just the typical guys getting into the hobby, which I love it. Um, don't compromise on, on, on what you think is, you know, if you think a player is going to be a guy and you want to hold him long-term, then do it. Or if you, let's say you're going to buy LeBron to say, you know, Hey, I think LeBron still has room to grow. Durant still has room to grow. Kobe still has room to grow. Whatever it might be, you know, short printed inserts, rookie cards, autos, patch autos, rookie patch autos, however you view it, BGS tens, black labels, PSA tens, however you want to do it. Don't short sell yourself short. Um, because I think that, you know, the longevity and holding certain things, you know, even in this past year, I look back and think, man, I should have probably just not sold, 90% of the stuff I sold because I, I knew I had strong stuff yet, you know, the amount of loss that was taken, um, by just selling stuff. 
And then again, on the other side, you can't keep everything. So, you know, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of elements to that question. Um, I, I would say this one thing, which I've been talking a lot, and you mentioned the word grading, is that uh, there's a lot of stuff at PSA right now still. And that's a lot of that Chronicles, Hoops Premium, Optic, right. Prism, you know, the heavy yeah. retail stuff that people could afford and was making a lot of money graded. But there's a, still a lot of that there. So I don't foresee the prices of that stuff going up skyrocketing anytime soon because they probably got five, ten million cards there of that kind of variety but i do see that in the long term you know some of that stuff becoming more um you know more difficult to find just because grading is so expensive uh so in the short term you know watch it you know don't don't feel like all grading is going to go through the roof so you go and buy every single seven eight nine and ten you can find but you know do realize what is primarily probably what caused the clog at psa um with the millions of cards that are of that 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 sense And so that brings me to just retail and thinking about retail, kind of, you know, the world of that. Hoops Premium, massive demand for Chronicles, Illusions, all these things that came out this past year. But, you know, when you think about those brands, not a lot of longevity, I think, from, you know, the value standpoint. I mean, look at Chronicles. You know, how crazy that you could buy Zion rookies and Jaw rookies for a dollar and two dollars. So, I mean, just be smart in how you buy uh, for all you new folks out there. Don't go crazy have goals you know what i mean make sure you have some goals in the hobby and and i think the key is everybody tells you just have fun you know the word the hobby or or just calling it the hobby really is what it is is beautiful beautiful community thing um but if you become very greedy and selfish and it's not the hobby anymore it's just a way for you to make money on a b and c so have fun in this, you know, enjoy the people. And uh, we need to hear that more than ever, really, you know, in a time when we've been separated from people this past. Jamil, that's a great point. To have fun, to connect with people, to buy players or cards that you love, whether you sell them tomorrow or a year from now. And uh, it, it sure helps me to have goals. Uh, there, are, there are times when I'm, I'm easily distracted. There are so many new opportunities, new releases, cool looking cards I didn't even know existed and I'm finding out a lot more about like cards from the 90s and the 2000s as as that whole market has just been on fire Um, but you're you're so right set goals stick to them do what you love and connect with people I, I can't agree more and and you've done that so well what are some of your goals what are what are you hoping to to see or to create or to experience And whether that's like financial gain or whether it's building the community or whether it's content you're creating or even a jump on some of the newer platforms or things like Top Shot, you know, there's there there, you're right. There's so many ways to go. What what are some of your goals, like your priorities? Because you can't do everything. So when I first jumped into this world as a card shop, you know, starting card shop, owning card shop, yada, yada, you know, I started to think, you know, I wanted to do everything and sell singles, uh, sell wax, do autograph signings, memorabilia, um, go to all the shows, do all the big events, yada, 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 yada. And then, you know, you realize you're just going to just burn out. And I, I, I kind of had this moment where I, I felt like that at the end of, you know, first, second year, I was working a job and uh, still kept my part-time job as an OT at the, at the hospital as a therapist and, you know, working 90 hours a week and stuff. And I just was dying. And, uh, Finally, made a decision to leave that. My wife and I both left our jobs, and, and we just, you know, went full in on the card shop. And um, I think that was a key for us, a turning point, where we realized we can do a lot of the things we want to do, but we can't do everything. And then what are we going to focus on? 
So the focus really has been to really create an atmosphere and experience uh, in the shop that's genuine, that's authentic, that people know locally that they can they can have, you know, come into a card shop and it's it's organized, it's it, it's clean, uh, it's inviting, it's fun, it's safe. It's a place to remove themselves from the craziness of the world. And I can't tell you how many times this past year people have just come to the shop detached a little bit. You know, sometimes you walk around like zombies or sometimes they just get into a box and you just leave them be for an hour and <laughs> they find their happy place. But um, we've cr- we put a card bar in in the store and it's created kind of a place, a central place of hanging out and opening and talking. I love seeing, you know, like today I just saw two guys meet for the first time, talk about grading. But they're local guys, but they the first time they met. And I love that. I love seeing that. We can cultivate that. We can create um, an atmosphere here in the shop, which is really what a local card shop should be. And um, it doesn't, it's not always that, but I know that's what we want ours to be. And so another thing is, is this the wax world, right? And so for me, I love basketball. Uh, I'll share with you guys. I have a case of 2012-13 Prism that I got about a year ago. And, you know, I used to think of wax in a way that was just, um, I did well on that, by the way. <laughs> I got very well. I got it at the right time. But I, uh, I think a goal of me is to try and find those trends and those things. You know, I bought that case at about a tenth of the price, right before it peaked. I remember Kawhi Leonard hits his shot in the playoffs and seeing it double and then double again and double again. I mean, it's just crazy, that, that product. But having personal goals to, to, to find stuff before it explodes, uh, for me, I'm not a I'm not a NFT guy yet. I mean, maybe I'll be, but I think just in the card world, I love just sticking to what I know and doing, doing well, not trying to become an expert in everything, um, but just do it well. And so building an inventory of wax, you know, and having stuff that's that's unique finding things that are fun for for people specifically basketball in the 90s stuff i love that in the 80s stuff but then extending that that wax to everything right basketball you know is first for me but soccer is another massive product you know i've got bigger into football baseball hockey another you know emerging markets pokemon has been huge for the store and so these are all cards that are you know cool you, you learn them you, you you gain an understanding of the authenticity behind the collector um, a reputation to speak on those things, teach people, educate, you know, the grading world. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are, those have been some unique goals for me is, you know, within WAX, creating the store, the environment of the store. And then you've mentioned the word content, which content for me <laughs> was not really something that was in my vernacular, um, consuming content, right? You know, creating content. And you see the Gary V's of the world and stuff talking about this kind of thing. And it's just everywhere now, right? So, how could I do something that was unique? How could I do something that was fun and that was us? And there's two things that we've really done that I think have, have become something. One of them being the, the Mealy Pops Madness. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's an Instagram live sale that we do where it lets me buy tons of single cards, deal you know immediately on single cards with people instantaneously, and we run these live sessions for about two hours, two and a half hours. We do we break it up into two or three hour, hour long segments. And... Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's Mealy Pops Madness. You know, we, we, we just, we're, this weekend will be session 35. Uh, we just finished session 34. We do them about twice a month. And we, we try and pass those deals on to people. So, you know, my knack for buying massive collections was always that I would, you know, find other people to, to buy from me. But now it's like, I can just do that straight to the consumer, make a little bit better margin, but also still give people deals. So uh, that's been a fun thing for me that we've created because of COVID. And um, has become a unique thing that, you know, I, I really do enjoy doing, loving uh, the fact that, you know, the, the staff here, we can put this on and kind of create a little bit of a show, but also that content of, you know, socials, you know, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, whatever, 
um, moving it all now to something that really has culminated in, in a show. When we're calling it the card shop show, uh, I say that it's been successful. I just I believe it will be because I, we have such a, a, a awesome community here. We have an incredible opportunity to do some really unique things with it. So um, kind of branding Muley Pops and, and what it is into a show that's going to be about the card shop. And, you know, we're going to make it. We have our hands in it. We're gonna. It's not going to be high budget. It's low budget, but it's going to be fun. And uh, we're going to do the best we can with it, you know, teach people a little bit about what goes on here in the shop, behind the scenes, uh, you know, out in the open, at card shows, negotiations, deals, grading, you know, buys, teaching, kids, all that stuff. So uh, I'm excited for it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely been an undertaking from my side, uh, for sure. And I say that because I am not in a creative in the sense of videography and, you know, audio engineering and graphics or anything like that, but we've been able to put a team together. And uh, it's so cool how it's all come together. A couple guys from my church that I've known for a while uh, are helping me with the editing. And just met a really cool dude locally who's going to be helping me with uh, the filming. He's coming with me to Dallas. And then also just a, an awesome gal who does graphics. is just out of college. And just really cool how the team has come together and kind of starting this. We have another guy running our TikTok now that's um, really helping uh, promote it. And so I'm just really excited to see where we're going to be in six months with the show. Uh, where we're going to be. We're going to have a goal for 25 episodes for the year. So if we can get to that and really show you what our card shop is like, maybe there'll be more of this. But um, I'm really stoked about it. It's got me kind of pumped in a, a different way. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of thinking, but it's definitely fun. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, Jamil, here we are. It's the all-star break, and uh, we've got all these new products coming out. Donruss, I think Prism is at the end of this month. Got all the all-star excitement, and uh, I'd first love to hear, who do you think are some of the players to watch that uh, if they have a big weekend, you know there could be a jump? Um, and also in the second half of the NBA season, who are some guys you got your eye on? And Boy, it seems like it's a big deal that Zion is an all-star, and... and uh, he's arriving or arrived but uh, i'd love to see who who do you have your eye on or who are you watching for over the next month month and a half yeah you, how do you not love all-star weekend right i mean super cool everybody looks forward to it here's the thing about the the, the zion thing is um, i'm not sure if he's doing dunk contest if he does you know that's one of those intangible things that um can really just make cards go nuts if he were to do it um i, I don't know yeah i should probably looked up before I answer this, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just think that Zion is a very interesting watch, specifically with the dunk contest. Additionally, um, I would say someone like Donovan Mitchell, who's got a lot to prove, looked like he kind of almost got snubbed. It didn't like anybody wanted him when they were doing the the, the voting between LeBron and um, KD. You got to read into some of that stuff, right? And what LeBron said about Utah. So it'd be interesting to see how he comes out if he uh, shows out. Um, you know, the main guys, you're going to expect it. You know, is Embiid really going to be that exciting? I don't know. <laughs> but um, it'd be very interesting to see, you know. And, of course, you have the KD, Kyrie, Harden thing. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. 
And then releases, you know, Donruss is the one that came out. You got a lot of other ones coming out before Prism. Prism will probably get pushed back to April in my mind. I don't think uh, we'll see Prism uh, in March, although you never know. Hopefully it does. Prism's going to be unique because that's going to be the first time a Prism basketball is released in this kind of new wave market with wax being expensive as it is. And if it does get released, I mean, we're looking at pre-orders on Blowout in places at $3,000. Um, I didn't see it being that high. I thought it was going to be at the, 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 the peak 2200 you know, I think between 1800 and 2200 a box. But uh, if that's where we're at and that's where it stays, it's going to be crazy, you know, Prism being that expensive. We'll see. We just, just never know with, with releases. I think Prism is just a hype brand. There's so much behind it. And people just love, you know, what Prism embodies. The rookie class will be interesting. Um, and again, that, it'll be interesting to watch this weekend and see how Lamelo does, you know, the skills competition and all that jazz with him. Very exciting player, young talent. And I'm just thinking back about your question. The second half of this season, too, you know, um, I think it's be interesting to watch Luca, Trey, Tatum, you know, their values. I think one of those three guys is going to rebound really strong. Probably going to be Luca, but you never know. Um, you know, those guys have dropped fairly considerably in terms of the market price. Um, I am excited to see these rookies, you know, a little bit more from these rookies, Wiseman, Edwards, uh, LaMelo, Halliburton, these guys that, um, you know, and I thought a lot of people wrote this class off. So let's see how they finish. I mean, you know, Hornets playing really good ball, you know, surprisingly. And uh, I, uh, it's exciting. You don't see that from a Jordan-led franchise. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens in the second half. I think those are some of the names I would look at. You know, uh, Kawhi is another one, too, that probably – little bit under the radar stuff has seen some you know drops in it but we'll see how it plays out you know another weird season no fans so you know when we get to that playoff time with the playing games and all that just very interesting kind of you know anybody can really pop off yeah jameel i i fully agree i think luca's gonna rebound i'm hoping his card values do too but he's gonna have an awesome second half and the hornets good call man i mean it's not just Lamelo. it's it's uh you got malik monk lighting it up you got several other players miles bridges doing great so, yeah, but thanks so much, man, for being on our show. Thanks for joining Hoops and Cards today. How can we follow you um, and support what you do? The Card Shop Show, maybe talk about that and, and how we can and connect with you on, on Slab Stocks. Anyway, dude, thank you so much. Gary, thanks for having me on, man. Um, <laughs> there's so many different ways to connect in this crazy world. I'd say this is probably the best way to, to kind of see what's going on in the shop. Our Instagram account, our TikTok, and Facebook accounts are our three main ones in terms of the socials. Um, I think Instagram, Shop Mealy Pops, uh, TikTok is Mealy Pops, and then, of course, the Mealy Pop Shop on Facebook. Those are the, the best ways. We have a breaks uh, group as well. Uh, it's called Mealy Pops Breaks on Facebook, but we also post all of our breaks on our website. Uh, if you're looking to buy wax and you're looking to get into that world or, or, or just, just see what's going on on the website, mealypops.com. We have a whole website. Uh, we actually give away uh, Mealy Bucks, <laughs> which are like reward bucks. So every purchase you make, whether it be breaks or whether it be uh, boxes, releases. We, we, we price stuff pretty aggressively, too. So we sell out of a lot of stuff those first two days. So mealypops.com, um, go check us out on there and uh, make an account, get your mealy bucks, get that uh, get, get those bonus bucks. And then, again, with breaks, you can watch them on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram as well. Our breaks, we do all sorts of craziness with breaks. We do a lot of personals, um, but we have some group breaks, random teams, and pick your teams. And then, uh, like you mentioned, man, um, our big, uh, our big uh, project is the Card Shop Show. It literally uh, releases Monday, March 8th. Uh, we have our watch party, and then we're going to be doing more content. Episode 2 and 3-ish will probably be around the Dallas Card Show uh, time. Then after that, we're going to capture some more stuff on the Card Shop Live. Kids and trading and selling and grading and all the stuff that people want to hear about wax and all that. 
And, and you brought up Mealy Stocks. Mealy Stocks is what we uh, do with Slap Stocks. That's our uh, kind of partnership we do. We're part of their network, and I make an episode every week. You can watch that on YouTube. You can just catch it on the Slap Stocks channel. That's the easiest way uh, to catch it. Uh, those guys do a great job. But, man, thanks again. All you guys out there, have fun on the hobby. Uh, and gals, all have fun on the hobby. Enjoy it, and I love some basketball. Can't wait to see this All-Star weekend, uh, what's going to pan out. Thanks. See you. Hey, everybody. It was great to get that time with Jamil. Uh, as you can tell, we did a lot of that conversation by phone. So the audio is a little shady or a little iffy, but uh, it was a blast and loved getting his insights as a dealer, content creator, right before the All-Star Game, right before his new debut show on uh, on YouTube, the uh, Card Shop Show. Love it. I hope this was helpful for you, whether you are you know, just getting into basketball cards and you want to know about some of these realities, some of these things to look for, uh, different opportunities. But also, if, if you've been in it a long time, you you probably resonated with some of the things uh, from a dealer, content creator, um, you know, investor, higher level stuff. So I appreciated uh, hearing more of Jamil's story in that. And guys, I'm excited. The All-Star Game coming up here in just a little bit. Excited to break down the second half. Um with you all over the next few days and looking forward to the next steps in your basketball card adventure. So again, this is Gary Hoops and Cards. Love for you to check out, check us out on Instagram at Hoops and Cards. And uh, boy, until next time, enjoy the All-Star game.